Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Good morning and welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. This is where top performers share their secrets to help you achieve your personal and your professional goals. I am your host, Denise Griffiths, and together with my amazing guests, we bring you inspiring and actionable insights to take your life and your business to the next level. Ranked in the top 2% globally, this podcast really is a must-listen. So whether you're tuning in for entrepreneurial tips, career advice, or personal development strategies, get ready to turn inspiration into action, challenges into triumphs, and dreams into reality. And my guest today is Sigmar Berg. He is a multifaceted Austrian-American entrepreneur and designer who blends fashion with mindfulness through his love tuner necklace, which is meant to promote well-being and connection. And inspired by Bauhaus in Southern California, Sigmar aims to use design for healing, happiness, and unity, striving for a sustainable and peaceful world. His book, One Journey, tells of his spiritual awakening and mission of love, highlighting his vision for heart-centered living, excuse me, and global harmony. Sigmar, welcome to your partner in Success Radio, and thank you for sending me your book, One Journey, the Love Tuner book. It's much appreciated. Hi, Dennis. It's great to be on your show, and yeah, I hope you enjoyed the read. I did, and I was going to tell you just a few minutes ago when we were chatting in what I call the virtual green room, I actually have two copies of it. Your publicist sent me a copy, and then I think you sent me a copy. And I'm selfish about my books. I don't loan them ever. I just <laughs> won't. So I have a second copy, and I, I told was telling my best friend about it. She said, oh, can I read it? I said, I'll give you one, but you can't borrow one. She knows that she can't borrow one of mine. <laughs> anyway, it's sitting on the on a bench out in the uh, living room and just waiting for her to come pick it up. So thank you. You're welcome. And, by the way, anybody who's listening to us, you can also download this book on Kindle Unlimited for free. So go look for it. Okay, you still there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, I lost you there for a second. So tell me a bit about you or tell our audience about you. What inspired you to pursue this, you know, this career or passion? And how did you get started? Um, I think I always had a a connection, if you want to call it a spiritual connection. I spend a lot of my time in nature, also as a teenager, but it was not consciously. So I think uh, the conscious awakening, if you want to call it, came later in my life. And um, I meditated for a couple of years already. And then I got introduced to the healing frequency of 528 hertz, what is the main frequency on the solfaccio healing frequencies. And um, I did a guided meditation with this frequency. And it was just something where it was the first time, not the first time, but I would think it was very profound awakening in my meditation with this um, frequency. And then I started researching and researching. And an old friend of mine who unfortunately passed away had a lot of knowledge about um, uh, the frequency and also combining it into 
what is now the love tuner and um out of this um fascinating frequency and in combination with brass work um we created the love tuner uh what is a tiny um little mindfulness tool what you can wear around your neck is like a necklace uh, and it holds the single tone flute what is calibrated and you basically do um, uh, a breathing break uh, you arrive in the here now and on a spiritual level you invite love in your life and and on this journey it also overlapped obviously with my personal spiritual journey because there was not much knowledge out about frequency and vibration or at least it was forgotten knowledge and um uh, the deeper I got into breastwork, frequency, meditation, uh, it opened up a completely new universe. And and, and basically, it's, it's the basic understanding of, of what we are because we are just frequency and vibration. So on one hand, it opens it up. On the other hand, it brings you to the inside, to your core being. And, and this is something... Um, what fascinated me and uh, and um, starting the Love Tuner, it was just a beautiful journey to see how many people we could reach and, and connect hearts because this is where we all connected on a heart level. There's no separation. So yeah, and this is like, it's it's a combination of my, my personal spiritual journey and also everything what I, I was allowed and what I'm still able to experience every day with new stories what people share with us and it's just it's just a, it's a beautiful thing uh to see how humans are still connected regardless of what you know like society and media puts on us because you know on a hard level we are all connected we are and i'll, I'll just say flat out i don't allow the news to come into my house it's all propaganda it's Absolutely. garbage, and I do not allow it to come anywhere near me. That's not to say I don't know what's going on in the world. I do, but it's not from American mainstream media. So let's just put that out there. But, you know, things are not as bad as they would like us to think. Yeah. And if you walk away from that and you do pay attention to what you really believe and your breath work, listen, breath work is important. I think I told you in the in the green room that when I start, I catch myself getting a headache. I'm a web developer. I spend a lot of time in front of my giant monitors. And all of a sudden I'll re realize that I've got a headache coming. It's because I'm so entranced with that code or whatever it is that I broke and I now need to fix, which is more often the case. Yeah. I have a headache because I quit breathing. I'm not paying attention to how I'm breathing. Yeah, and this is what we always forget, you know, like, and this is why a conscious breathing break is really important. And I I even talk about, like, you know, a lot of people smoke uh, cigarettes or use yeah, I never and, have. And, yeah, and, and that's a wide decision, absolutely. But, you know, there's also a component of, of the actual breathing, what happens, and this is what gives people relaxation. I mean, the downside from cigarettes and vapes or whatever you, want, you do uh, it's just the chemicals and the tobacco, et cetera. But the actual breathing, sometimes it's the first real breath that people take oh, uh, in the day. Really? You know? Yeah, this oh, is when because they're going out and having a cigarette break. And and obviously, yeah, there's the, there's the addiction to nicotine and whatever uh, else is in there. 
but uh, it's literally a breathing break. And if you think about it, you know, people is the first time they really inhale and then they exhale. And if you can integrate this in your daily practice, every, every time something comes up, and like you said, you get a headache, other people go getting anxiety. It all comes from like, oh, we literally forget about to take a conscious breathing break. And water. Don't and water. forget to drink water. Lots Absolutely. of water. Yeah, I don't understand it at all. It to me, breathing is it keeps us alive. It really does. I lost a brother a couple of years ago. I had a lo- double lung transplant. He got he had eight years, but his last year was just horrible. My mother died of lung complications. I pay attention to how I breathe. I really do. Yeah, and it's like I mean, that's the first thing when we enter this world. We take a breath, and this right, do we exhale and and. In this time, our our breaths is and breathing, that's our best friend, you know. And if you understand how to breathe right and what breath work can do for you, you can literally regulate your state of being. I had to, um, I can't remember. I think I was having eye surgery and I knew that they were going to take my um, my blood pressure, which is normal as far as I know as a rule. But I also know that when you go to the dentist or you go to a doctor, your blood pressure just kind of shoots up. So I sat while I was waiting and I deliberately regulated my breathing so I didn't get any shocks when they strapped that thing on me. It works. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it absolutely works. And and what we just said earlier, like, you know, like because frequency, so what, what I'm studying still and why I have a, gathered a lot of knowledge in my book and frequently, this is two things which are very correlated. So when you talk about like, you know, you don't let ma- mainstream media into your house. Mm-mm. What happens yeah. with a lot of people is that they do stuff frequently and not consciously. And everything you do frequently becomes your frequency. So this is why it's so important when people are trapped into media, into unhealthy lifestyles. It's like literally... What do you do on a daily basis? What do you really do frequently? Do you do positive things or do you do negative things? Are you exposed to negative stuff or are you exposing yourself to beautiful things? You go out in nature, you find time for yourself, you try to meditate, whatever makes you happy. And this becomes your frequency. So the relation of frequently and frequency, that's what makes you know a, a healthy lifestyle. What are you paying attention to? Better yet, what are you tolerating? And once you figure that out, you can start to delete that. Yeah, absolutely. You talk about meditation. I have to say, and anybody who knows me knows that I've got a squirrel brain. Meditation is difficult for me. In fact, I have finally figured out two ways to kind of sort of meditate. One is to walk the dog. You know, I fall into kind of a walking meditation. Excuse me. The other thing is something that I do on a regular basis, and I call it my open refrigerator door meditation. You mm-hmm. know how when you go to the refrigerator and you don't know how you got there, the doors are open, you don't know why you're there, what you, why are you there? So I will deliberately, when my, my brain is just squirrel braining all over the place, go stick my, my head and my shoulders in my refrigerator. <laughs> it works. <laughs> It really does. I go blank and I just took a little bit of a break. Yeah, that's all you need. 
Exactly. So let's talk about meditation because, I mean, I've got my two little weird things, but meditation, as far as I understand it, has never been something I've been very good at. Yeah. So you know, where do we start? The the main thing, what it is, is like, man, you can do a lot of things. You can learn all the different variations of meditation. You can, you know, whatever, you can sign up and, and, and learn how to do it. Uh, you can do transcendental meditation and but it all comes down to one thing and this is like we are firing about 75,000 thoughts a day and whatever it takes to stop this process and if it's only for a little bit this is exactly what you need to achieve and this is the calmness of the mind and uh, and I I was a, um, a swimmer for a long time especially when I was a teenager and obviously, we never talked about breastwork back then. We never talked about meditation. But when you swim, especially when you swing long distance in a pool and 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 you just go into the stroke and uh, you breathe, this is actually a state of meditation. And uh, later on in life, when I started like consciously meditating, I said, oh, I did this for many, many years subconsciously because this is exactly what it does. And uh, And whatever mortality you need, um, that brings you the point of actually no mind. This is this is exactly what it is. If it's in your case, the dog walk. If it's for other people, connecting in nature, sitting in silence, doing breath work, or literally doing transcendental meditation. All this does not matter. What matters is basically the stillness of your mind. Exactly. At what point did you begin practicing meditation again after you realized that you'd already been doing this and just hadn't, I guess, been paying sufficient attention to it. Um, I got introduced um, to a, back then, a, a, a shaman, and and she actually told me in a shamanistic way, I did it with like Native American drums, and, 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 and this helped me to meditate. And I did this for many years, and I have to say, um, it it was a profound experience, but often it was very hard to really sit in silence this 20 minutes twice a day. And especially when things are, um, yeah, like really stressful, that's the hardest moment. And this is why when, when uh, I started with the Love Tuner, it's such an easy thing because it, it captures you right away. You do a breast work, uh, the tuner itself gives you an audible feedback and and the the frequency of 528 hertz is called the miracle or the magical frequency and it's really a miracle frequency so for me it just became an easy easy way to meditate and and over time i i, I literally the love tuner routine became my meditation and i tell this to everyone and we have seen this with with many people who have no spiritual uh, training, no expertise, and sometimes not even the interest to go so deep into some matters. But I think everyone can find an easy modality to reach this this state of no mind and to be just relaxed. And and also, it's important. Um, there's not one spiritual practice out there what does not um, acquire some discipline in your lifestyle too. You know, like and this is again when I said if you. You know, if you eat unhealthy, if you live unhealthy, your frequency is low. So all this is a combination. I think mindfulness and well-being and, and, and the love tune itself 
it's a kind of a lifestyle. It reflects in many ways, you know, the, the food you eat, um, the books you read, the media you listen to. Uh, all this is is one is one one big uh, conglomerate of 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 different variations. And I think the more conscious as you are, the higher your frequency gets. And as and when you vibrate higher, you have higher vibrating experiences. You connect to to better frequencies. And this is just a conscious a conscious decision that you have to make. And I mean, and I'm 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 for sure have my my flaws and all this stuff. And every time when I when I drift into something what is negative, I remind myself to just raise my own frequency, have higher vibrating thoughts, you know, not to get angry, not to get upset about stuff. And it's sometimes very hard to do so. And and we 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 humans we need to get upset because there's a lot of stuff that upsets us. But it's the core vibration that you gravitate to. So how do you wake up in the morning? With a smile on your face, you tell yourself this is a great day, or you're just like a negative person, and um, and you always have the opportunity to change this any any second of your life. Gratitude is a great way to change your mind about everything. So I make it a point when I wake up in the morning, I don't sleep very well, so I'm up and down all night long. But when I know I'm waking up for the final time. I immediately go into gratitude, immense, intense gratitude, because I'm just so grateful that I woke up for starters. <laughs> there's always that. But, you know, there's always something to look forward to. But if you're living in a in a state of chronic misery, people are going to avoid you and they're not going to want to help you. Probably they're just going to get away from you. Yeah, I mean, it's that that's absolutely true. And as you just said, like the waking up state, also the, the state of when you go to bed and you fall asleep, these are very important states where we shift, you know, we shift from the daily reality into our dreamland. And the same thing is when we come back from, from the sleep, when we wake up, that's a very important time in the day where we can literally manifest stuff, you know, like, and this is important that you literally fall asleep with a smile on your face. You know, when you drift away, that the last thing you feel is like, everything is okay. And, and then yes, that, it right? is. I tell myself just when I know I'm about to actually go to sleep, which is always exciting for me. I mean, I, I was this way as a kid. I've had, a, I've always had a hard time going to sleep and staying asleep. So, you know, I live with it. It doesn't bother me. But what I do without fail is if I've got something that, you know, I need an answer to, or I'm puzzled about, or I just can't work out what the issue is, instead of complaining about it, I will turn it literally over to my subconscious for review. And I say it out loud, you know, much as you would say your prayers out loud, you know, my, my thinking here, and you can tell me if I'm that crazy, but if you're thinking in your head, you, you're just fighting with so many different competing thoughts. But if you're saying something out loud, you can only say one thing out loud at a time, pretty much. So I will say it out loud to my ceiling fan because I'm looking up at it. And I will turn whatever it is over to my subconscious for review. And this is the God's honest truth. At 3.18 in the morning, I wake up. I've got the answers. I've got a notepad. I write it down. It works. Um, I, I think you should, you should keep on doing this. That's a great oh, yeah. I've done it all my life, pretty much. 
Yeah, it's and you know, like with 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 the whole um manifesting what everybody is manifesting right now it's it's not about like because people get upset like how can somebody achieve such a great life and somebody is, is in so much misery and it's all about right manifesting wrong manifesting we are manifesting all the time you know every uh, moment every and uh and if we understand that living in the here now is the only recipe for a happy life I mean, we, we for sure we think about the past and, and we sure think about what is coming in the future, but this is not where we should be living. And every time when you reflect too much into the past, it creates depression. If you live in the future, it creates anxiety. And the only place where you can really live your life is in the here and now. And there's a, a very interesting quote actually from Timo Sileri, and it's from back in the days when surfing was not socially accepted. It was like some outlaws that surfed and it was a very different subculture. And he said the only person that he considers living in the moment is the surfer because the wave behind him does not exist anymore. The, wa the wave in front of him is not even there. So he's really in the here and now. He's in the moment. And we can do this every day every second in our life to really say what does really matter right now right here what is really important and and this is also untangling from this matrix what our our mass media whatever it is created you know because it's not a part of your life it's nothing to do with you and and when you when you recognize that this is like literally like white noise and you can literally you know, ignore it. And then you will see it's not existing. It's just like a matrix. And this is this is the most important thing to achieve, to live in the here and now. Exactly. I have long felt that if I come across something that bothers me at the moment or it continues to bother me for another 30 or 40 minutes, I have to stop and ask myself, is this something that I can do anything about? And if I can't, cross it off of my list of things to worry about yeah. yeah and this is the only way how to live exactly so what inspired you to create the love tuner and I, i'm i can almost hear people going what is the love tuner is it a product is it a book what is it yeah the love tuner is, is a product it's a single tone flute what is calibrated to 528 hertz and what is understood, the love frequency, the miracle frequency, or the DNA repair frequency. And um, for this frequency, it's also one thing what we should really know. Uh, plants, for example, have a frequency. Plants are green. And the reason why they are green and why they have the frequency is 528 hertz. So this is the frequency of our plants. It's a cosmic frequency. It's not a man-made frequency. And in this love tuner, in this little tone or a little um, a single tone flute, uh, when you use this, um, this flute, you connect to this frequency. And the frequency goes into your body. It aligns your water molecules, what it gives you on a physical level, the feeling of relaxation. And it also goes out of your body. We measured up to two, uh, eight foot, what is like about two and a half meters. And so when you tune in a group, you connect to the sound carpet. So, and you connect on a heart level. 
And this is the power tool of, of what it is. And it's a very simple physical exercise. It does not need any spiritual education, if you want to call this. It's just it comes with a super little a leaflet. You do this exercise. We recommend six breathing cycles where you inhale, exhale through this little tone, a little um, single tone flute. And you do this for six times and then you just, you know, sit in silence for 30 seconds and then you continue whatever you've been doing before, but in a, in a different altered state and more balanced state of mind. I'm familiar with a lot of the different frequency, again, because I don't sleep well. And, you know, I'm constantly trying to find a frequency that will help me sleep. Yeah, this yeah. is the first time I've heard of what you're talking about the love tuner and i find it fascinating yeah you, you should try to use it uh before you go to bed just give yourself the time and it's like three minutes is all you need take a conscious breathing brace and and just like you know connect to the frequency and maybe this is the last thing you do and um and what i also recommend is there's many frequencies out there that help you also with sleep you can can you know program it on your computer have it run for half an hour till you're like really in the sleep phase and and it's it's very beneficial i keep trying but you know i don't mind not sleeping which is probably <laughs> yeah i know that sounds insane to a lot of people They're like oh you need to sleep you need seven eight nine ten hours i really don't in fact if i sleep six or more hours all in a row i'm groggy for two days after that my body just rejects that so i don't worry about it you know i would rather be up and working at my computer at three o'clock in the morning i've been known to vacuum and make a gumbo at two in the morning it's it's how i live and i'm i'm accustomed to it but sometimes it will catch up on me and i'll, I'll even i know i'm sleep deprived and i'll just fall down and go boom for a while you know? <laughs> and the cats are looking at me like, are you going to feed us today? No, I'm sleeping. Leave me alone. <laughs> so what motivated you to write one journey? What's, what's the story? Um, so like, you know, we have been, we are doing this um, love tune as a, what started actually as a love and peace mission. And, and it, it's also a product, but it's literally still this mission where we really want to, create a happier, healthier, more sustainable life and then connect people uh, on a heart level, get them out of from the head into the heart uh, more and more. And uh, um, I saw it after a couple of years because we did so many different things. We're working internationally with DJs where we explain them to adjust the musical scale, to make harmonic music and so on and so on. So we gathered so much information that at one point it was the right time um, to write a book about it. And uh, and I always kept the love tuner literally a little bit separated from me because I said, I, I don't want to be the next guru or whatever. I always said like, okay, we have this product and whoever wants to join the mission can join us and I'm 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 the one that drives the bus or flies the jet, whatever you want to call it. And I'm happy to to invite people on this journey. And um and then it came to the point where I said, listen, let's get all the information we have. Let's bring all the knowledge we have about breast work, all the knowledge about frequency, and bring it 
obviously also um, the book Adam if if you recall it gets very spiritual about halfway through the book and this is when I literally connect to my energy and I channel content and this is where it goes also into into um our society how we live what we need to change sustainability so i think it's it, it's a well-rounded book that gives you on one hand a lot of information and also you know maybe gives you a little guidance how you can integrate uh this kind of practice into your life and then i uh, at the beginning i also tell the people a little bit about myself why i'm doing this and how i even ended up doing this and I'm on page 80 right now, and you're talking, there's quite a bit of talk in this one chapter about how this helps children. And goodness knows, kids need to find ways to calm down. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it, it, when we started working with the Love Tuner, uh, and I, I had a lot of like-minded friends back then, everybody gave us a great feedback but the first thing we did, we went into elementary schools and we walked in there and to get the attention of an eight-year-old one, um, that it's not so easy. And we walked in there and we put the love tuners out in the classroom. It was loud. Kids have not been really focused. And then we started tuning and it was unbelievable what a reaction we got. And it was not a compliment because like a lot of people give you compliments because they don't want to hurt your feelings. And right. We have so many layers. Nobody tells you the truth. Nobody's really authentic. But kids are authentic. Kids, yeah, they don't know how to be anything other than brutal. Exactly. And it was unbelievable, the reaction of those children. And uh, we we still have those programs running in, in schools where a teacher took it on. We call it the, the mindfulness uh, minute where where the teacher sits down with the kids before they start class and they tune together. And then they tune also with an attention kids share. And within five minutes, this whole thing is over. And it was unbelievable uh, what happened in those schools. So we got feedbacks. We got even little booklets, what what classrooms made for us, where they wrote like, um, because thank you for the love tuner, because of the love tuner, I know what to do when I'm angry, when I'm upset and so on and so on. And uh, on a school level, Within one semester, we eliminated in all those classrooms bullying completely. The grades went up, kids had more focus, and overall there was a better vibe in those classes where kids tuned. And and I think um, this was this was the first the first step where we said, okay, this is the right thing to do. And and overall, when we talk about authenticity, and this is what kids have, uh, it's is the key on the path to wholeness. You know, there's there's nothing else. If you're not authentic to yourself, um, you know, the universe doesn't even know who you are. And and this creates also disruptions, you know. So authenticity is the first thing uh, if you want to even go on a path of healing, of spirituality. And this is something what was very, very important to me in the book to really create this awareness besides you know gratitude and all the high vibrating um you know attributes we know and you know we taught we started out talking about you know grade school kids but the ones that worry me right now are the adult-ish 
kids in school who are just beating the snot out of each other. Yeah. They need help. It's, but this is like, I mean, it's not the kids. It's literally what, 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 what is happening to them. You know, like it's a, a, I think there was never a generation out there that had so much uh, informational overload and, and, and nonsense, you know, coming on them that is just completely crazy and it drives people crazy. And this is what we see in schools and in young adults. It's just literally craziness. It's like a complete disconnected uh, from life, disconnected from what is essential and yeah, being, being trapped in, in, yeah, in, 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 a, in, a, in a fictional matrix, if you want to call it like this. I've often wondered if we are not in a, giant ant farm and we're <laughs> being observed and one day this ant farm is going to get so dirty and nasty that the powers that be are going to just dump it and start over i'm not joking i do worry about that yeah i i think uh that um it's just the end of um i'm very optimistic when it comes to this and uh and i i believe that we go in the golden age i believe um that we have the you know those those centuries of darkness behind us and it's just a huge shift in the universe you know like our planet is raising the frequency and obviously um humanity needs to raise this frequency and, oh yeah and and whatever was capturing humanity in this cage where we are uh yeah needs needs to 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 pass you know and uh and uh, people in power and you know systems in power uh, there's no, you know, why should they go away on free will? You know what I mean? It's like it only can happen if we collectively raise frequency, and and this is what what I'm 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 fighting for, and this is what I try to motivate people to be conscious about it because you can over always overcome systems if you change the frequency when you're not tied into this. And I always make this example when people go like, oh, I want to change my life. I want to have bad experiences. And I always say it's very simple. It's like um, in, in a symbolistic way, it's like when you sit on the airport and you know, like um, your gate is not open because an old plane is sitting there. It didn't take off. It has a delay. So the new plane cannot land. And I always say, this is how you have to see it. It's like you're at the airport and you need to make sure that your gates are open for new experiences. You know, you cannot hold on to old stuff that did not serve you. So let go what does not serve you. Invite um, higher frequency experiences into your life. And obviously everything starts from inside. You know, don't look on the outside. If you're not okay with yourself, how can the universe be okay with you, you know? Exactly. And, you know, we hear a lot. I read everything that I, like I'm looking in my office here and I've got hundreds of books in here. Yours is one of them. And I call this my entrepreneurial library. It's my office, but these books are important to me. And I mean, seriously, I will read the back of a cereal box if that's the only thing around. And I hate cereal. I don't eat that <laughs> stuff. I don't eat anything that comes from a pretty colorful box. You might as well just lick the box for all the nutrition you're going to get out of it. But there are so many, so lately, and I guess you, you kind of focus on what you're interested in, but everywhere I go online, it's like, raise your frequency, raise your frequency. But there doesn't seem to 
be any real information on how to do that. And I'll get sucked down the rabbit hole. Well, you're telling me to raise my frequency. Well, how? So let's talk. I mean, you talked a little bit about the love tuner, but if somebody doesn't have one, what can they do until they can get one? Um, Don't turn your phone on first thing in the morning. Oh, I know. (laughs) My cats live on top of my phone. I'll pick it up couple days down the road but oh i had text messages i'm not attached to it it so this is something what i would really recommend people like to take your moment when you wake up that's one thing about raising frequencies so you cannot turn your phone on the first experience you have is social media news whatever it is because what you take in and this is like i don't know if you remember back in the days we had like these alarm clocks that played music and um, I've or, never, I've never owned an alarm clock. I don't need one. I have an internal. <laughs> seriously, I have an internal alarm clock. I can wake myself up. I say, wake up at ten, wake up at eleven, whatever time, and I can wake up five minutes either side of that, without fail. That's great. Yeah. And but you remember the times that, like you know when you when you have the first song that you hear in the radio or whatever it is, and it plays with you, and it doesn't yeah. matter. If yeah. you like the song or if you don't like the song, but it stays with you. And this is the same thing when you wake up, um, you want to set kind of the tone of the day. You know what I mean? And it stays with you. So, and, and you can do this very consciously. I mean, obviously when you have a, a spiritual practice, but um, you can also go to a point like where, where you just feel okay, where it's just like a nice vibrational feeling that you have and just capture this and keep this with you because it stays with you anyway the whole day, but that's important. And 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 when you're a little bit mindful about those small things, you raise automatically your frequency. Uh, and then going through the day, you know, make your decision. I mean, we have so much education about nutrition, but we still, you know, a lot of people gravitate to to eat garbage. something. Just yeah, garbage. to eat garbage playing garbage and i mean and that's what it is you know like we we take care about our cars and we put in the right fuel and in our body we put the wrong fuel so you cannot have a high vibration experiences if your body is fighting all the chemicals of the wrong nutrition you're taking and the inflammation i mean when you're eating garbage listen my my grocery store is it's locally made. I mean, it's a, a little chain of, I think, seven or eight grocery stores, but it's beautiful. When you walk in one side of the grocery store, it's beautiful organic foods and low lighting and wooden floors or what looks like wooden floors. And everything is just, you just want to grab everything and eat it all. Then you wander over to the other side of the store. Now you're on linoleum, literally. You're under fluorescent lights and everything is brightly lit because it's all garbage. They yeah. want you to pay attention to those priority boxes. Don't eat that stuff. Yeah. And I mean, and it's it's just like, I mean, I'm European. So I was born in Europe, raised in Europe, and uh, I was raised in Austria. And we still have no um, organic, uh, so, sorry, uh, modified food. It, it's, it's, it's not bad. Yeah. Good for you. It shouldn't be allowed here. It's just so dangerous. And if you look, there's a lot of talk now on social media. People are starting to pay attention, I think. They're going back to the 70s and they're posting pictures of people in the 70s who were lean and 
pretty and healthy looking. And then you fast forward to now and they all weigh 300 pounds, which is not all that untrue. Look, I live in the deep South. We eat a lot of fresh foods. We eat a lot of, you know, fresh seafood, but we also eat a lot of rice and gravy. Yeah, but it's like, I mean, I think you still cook the right food, you know, and that's Oh, what. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I I would rather cook than eat any. I like my cooking better than most restaurants, to be honest. I love to cook. I'm a good cook. But yeah, and I look at kids. I saw, this is sad, and I hate to say it, but I was in the grocery store not so long ago, and I saw this beautiful, probably eight or nine-year-old girl. She was just beautiful, long, shiny hair. She was slim. And I remember thinking with just complete sadness, she's not normal looking now. She's what we should all look like as children. But every other kid is pudgy or grossly overweight, it seems like. Yeah, it is. And she stood out because she was, to me, perfectly normal looking. But I'm sure other people looked at her and went, oh, do her parents feed her? I don't know what they're thinking, but it's these kids and people say, oh, you know, kids are starving. Look at them. They're starving because you're feeding them garbage. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like, I mean, our nutrition is really dangerous because it has no nutrition. And it's just like, this is why people eat so much because there's nothing in there. And
and and start the journey inward and, and just change what does not serve you, you know. Exactly. You have a foundation, and I suspect that that may be part of the school work that you do. Tell us about your foundation. Um, when when we started working with the schools, um, we we teamed up uh, with a with a foundation that is focused on on education, educating educators. So because we found very early that kids uh, are completely up open to yeah whatever you call it, they, they're just positive, and it's often the teachers, the educators, who are not open to it because they're set in their ways. And so when when we started supporting this foundation, we said, listen, let's do our own foundation as well. We still work with this foundation, but our focus is literally the new generation. And um, and we donate uh, love tuners to schools. We have our own programs with so-called team riders. These are people who are love tuner advocates uh, and and they come from different fields of life and we send them to schools. We have certain mindfulness programs. And um, we also worked with uh, with veterans where we have like a, a trauma relief program. Good. We, we work with uh, suicide prevention uh, foundations that we support. And, and this is what the Love Tuner Foundation is actually about. So we have our own core field where we want to heal, what we want to do. But we support a lot of different uh, organizations that have already a mortality, what works for them. And the love tuna is just like the cherry on the ice cream. It's just a, a simple tool to put a, a um, another layer, an anchor to the messages, what those people are transporting and the work they're doing. And see, until I was introduced to you and read your book, I have, I had never heard of a flute. <laughs> I had never heard of a way to get your breath work in, get your, you know, vibrations. Yeah, you know, get, get. I don't know. I I'm losing my mind here. I just lost my train of thought. But I had never heard of such a thing. So, and I think you said your friend Tom, I believe it was, who passed away, that you found this. Tell us about that. You know, like um, the the five hundred twenty-eight hertz frequency is is nothing that that we made up. So it's a cosmic frequency. It's not a man-made frequency. And when when I was digging deeper into this uh, whole frequency experiences in into the sulfatio frequencies, uh, I I found very fast that this is has nothing to do with this. It's an old old knowledge. You know, hundreds of years ago. The Gregorian choirs have been chanting on this 528 hertz frequency was actually a high-pitched C on our musical scale, and they healed entire communities. So people came to the churches, and they've been humming and chanting, and it accelerated um, the state of mind of those people. And um, and the church was actually the first institution that that was not happy with uh, with healing communities because there was no money to be made, and they actually forbid back then the Gregorian choirs to chant and heal communities. That's and, what I was thinking of, Gregorian. Okay, keep going, sorry. Yeah, and, uh, and then, and then over, over the centuries, you know, those frequency was always kind of there. People have been gravitating to it, and at one point it got forgotten, and, uh, 
And uh, John Lennon was actually one of the first um, artists that brought this frequency back. He did not do it and he did not announce it, but um, um, the most popular love and peace song of all time now since more, more than half a century, uh, Imagine is composed in 528 hertz. And he had a, a very profound knowledge about, about this frequency and how powerful it is. And, um, and our musical scale, the old musical scale, uh, was all pitched to the A tone of 444 hertz, what actually makes the C note 528. And in the 1920s, this musical scale got changed uh, to 440 on the A note and made the 528 hertz frequency disappear. So our C now is four hertz lower than it should be. And and when you when you understand all this, you go like, wow, why do people in power spend so much time and so much effort and and study what I'm studying right now and change this for humanity? So control. it's all about what, control. Yeah, and this is like this is exactly what we call bringing people into dissonance. And when you bring people into dissonance, you know, like you disconnect them from themselves, you disconnect them from the universe, or the source of God, whatever you want to call it. And this is very systematic. So this is why um, the knowledge of frequency is so important. And, and you know, like um, I, call, I call our, our, our love tuner community the frequency tribe because it's so important to really understand how you vibe with whom you vibe, you know, and, and just thinking about that you're in a high vibrational state and that you have other people that you connect with on a heart level, you dance with, you enjoy music, you know what I mean? It makes people happy and this is what we are, you know, like we we are connected. And when when you look into our intellect, this is really what actually separates us. And on a heart level, our hearts are always curious, you know, like humans want to connect. And uh, if, we are, if we stay connected, we can heal as a collective, you know, this is what what we actually should do we should not fight each other and it's like you know when 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 people say like love can heal everything it sounds so like yeah whatever it's so hippie-esque but that's really what it is what are we really longing for is to be loved to to spread love to receive love and this is why yeah love can can heal everything i agree with you and you know so many of us think that we think with our mind with our head we really don't we think from our heart and then it goes up to the head. Absolutely. This is why the biggest questions you should always answer from a heart level and never try to make sense in your mind because the mind is just there to tell you don't cross the street when a car is coming, you know, like these kind of things. But the real experiences and the life-changing experiences always try to connect to your heart because exactly. this is coming from. Listen, I've, we're about to run out of time here, but what are some of the challenges that you faced along the way and how did you overcome them? Um, I mean, first of all, nobody should worry what other people say. Um, when I started with Love Tuna, obviously I had a lot of friends who, yeah, they have been friendly, whatever, but nobody takes it really serious. And, and, uh, this is on a on one hand a little bit challenging because people might think that you're a little bit crazy when you do stuff like this, but it doesn't matter, you know, because it's just like it's also on the other hand, 
hundreds and thousands of people and even more came into my life that that are very happy what we are doing. And and I think it's super rewarding when you see all those those stories and we get every day, we get like little messages of people that say, hey, we are so grateful uh, what you guys are doing. And, uh, and, and it's just beautiful to see how this love mission spreads and, and, uh, and it's still challenging for us to see sometimes um, that people are really ignorant, you know, and, 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 and that, that makes it sad, you know, and it takes, it takes one person to go out and, and spread some rumors. And, and you see this, we like, especially before the pandemic, we all had the feeling that things are changing, it's getting better, and then it got so much worse. And this is always when it just tries to take out the inspiration of people. And this is why I tell them, listen, it's, it's nobody said it's an easy way, you know, but it's the only way. And so I, I, I don't see obstacles as a, yeah, as, as anything to give up. I see it as, a, as an exercise to get better, faster, smarter, and yeah, just happier. And, and overall and just keep on spreading the love and, and, and do what we are doing. I'm almost speechless. That was brilliant. And thank you. One, one thing I wanted to kind of touch on very quickly is that because it's a necklace, it's on a, a thong, I think, um, you know, you're hanging it around your neck so you can literally lift it up anytime you're feeling stressed or worried or just you have now a, an hour or a time that you're going to typically do this is you've made it a habit. It's right there. You don't have to go, Oh, I need to go sit down under a tree. I need to take my shoes up. You don't have to think about it. You just do it. Yeah. It, it, it's a very simple tool, you know, and, uh, and it's available anytime, anywhere you need it. I need to get me one of those. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> we will. <laughs> Listen, before I let you go, is there anything else you want the audience to know? And Sigmar, where can they find you on the web? Um, uh, you find our company on the lovetuner.com. Um, the book is on Amazon. It's uh, published by Waterside Publishing House. And uh, I have one thing, if people are interested uh, because we, I do this Q and A on and off, and we get like hundreds and hundreds of questions, and then we we filter the best ones out, and then I do like a short Q and A and answer questions. And I just launched like about a month ago uh, a one on one tuning uh, where people can book actually um, a certain time with me, and I talk about frequency or or just how to integrate it into your life. And this is something what what I would like to to share with your listeners. How do they find you? Uh, also, it's on 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 lovetuner.com and okay. it's called one on one tune in. Terrific. And I think I mentioned earlier that the book is available on Kindle Unlimited. So I have two physical books and a Kindle Unlimited book. So I've been <laughs> reading. It's a fascinating project, and. I remember when when your publicist said, Denise, would you like to to interview him? I went, is there a business component to this? Because this is yeah, a business podcast. But once the book landed here and I read it, I said, yes, I want to interview him. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. 
Thank you, Denise. It was wonderful to be on your show. Oh, thank you so much. Well, listen to the audience as we conclude today's episode. Your feedback means a lot to me. So if you found the show helpful, please support us with a quick review on iTunes. Your input is vital in my mission to inspire and empower more individuals. So don't forget to hit subscribe, leave a review, and share your partner in Success Radio with friends. And be sure to find Sigmar Berg on the web and connect with him. And thank you for tuning in. Sigmar, again, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Have a wonderful day, Dennis. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.